Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama. Today we'll be talking about becoming kingdom-minded. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 15th of August, 2022, and I am just excited that we are already halfway through August. I had a great, uh, I guess, birthday week last week. I apologize. I didn't do a podcast, but I did do a rerun, which my mother seemed to really enjoy. She actually enjoyed that I did the tour portion, which to me is always kind of amusing simply because she's uh, not necessarily tour observant. (laughs) But she enjoys my tour, my uh, podcast, so that's there's a plus there. So, um, this week's tour portion is called Akev, which you can find in Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse twelve, to chapter eleven, verse twenty-five. Then you have the half tour portion, which is Isaiah chapter forty-nine, verses fourteen to chapter fifty-one, verse three. Then you have the Brit Hadashah, which is in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. I really do like that this, uh, the Brit Hadashah and the Torah portion do tie in together. And it's kind of neat to see where Yeshua actually quotes from the Old Testament, from the Torah portion in Deuteronomy. So you'll have to read that yourself to find out more about it. Today I want to talk about being kingdom-minded. And, uh, you know, as with most of my podcasts, it's really like spirit lead me. I have no idea what you want me to talk about. I don't know what you want me to say and really just sit down, read the tour portion. And and usually I get some sort of idea or nudge and saying, you know, this is what I want you to talk about. Well, um, yesterday we actually, Saturday we went to obviously our uh, synagogue, our congregation, and we had our services. Well, on Sunday, this is the first time since I've been tour observant, actually going to a church service on a Sunday, um, on purpose. And because there was a gentleman, his name is Ron Cantor. I guess he's kind of a big deal in the messianic movement. I'm going to be honest and say, I, I don't necessarily recall his name, but I'm really terrible with names. Faces are much better. And he was speaking at this church that was like 30 minutes away from our house, which is actually closer than our synagogue. So, we decided to go, um, my husband and I and uh, another friend from our congregation and our um, and the rabbi as well went because this is the congregation that he actually used to attend before becoming a rabbi. So in between, you know, him growing up Jewish in, in New York. But anyways, uh, it was actually a really, really good uh, service and sermon. He was very bold and spoke on things that most people didn't. He, he kind of talked on this about being kingdom minded, but I, I myself going into the church, I really was praying saying, Lord, don't let me be judgmental because they're just in a different place in their walk with, with you. They're not in the same place. You know, they, obviously they're not uh, necessarily Torah observant. They, I tell you what, they're awfully sweet people, especially, man, you go to church in the South, usually they're, they're pretty darn pleasant, but these guys were really just so nice, so kind. We got to meet the pastor and the retired pastor and his wife and obviously ran Ron uh, Cantor at the end. And it was just really lovely. Everyone was so gracious and kind, but going in, I was like, Lord, don't let me be judgmental. Don't let me be critical. Lord, let me just soak into your presence because no matter where you're at, whether it be a church building or in your own home, the spirit is in you, right? You're the one who brings the spirit places. So people say, Oh, I just really feel the spirit here. And I'm thinking, 
well, great. That's maybe because there's a lot of believers here, but you know, it doesn't have to do with the building per se. So I remember going, actually, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Um, I actually visited Bethel um, church in California because my best friend was getting married and she actually attends Bethel. This was many years ago, probably five or man, it's probably 10 years ago now, actually. And I think about it, but, um, I remember going and I remember a friend of mine who was also tour observant at the time. And we went, I don't think it was a Sunday. I think it was like a Saturday evening service or something. But I remember we went and the whole time I felt like my friend was really critiquing the entire service. Like there was nothing good. She could find nothing good out of the entire service. And to me, that was a mistake. And I thought it was kind of ironic because I go into this church and I'm like, Lord, just let me just, you know, receive you, receive the spirit, receive what they're, you know, obviously let anything else that's not of you fall to the floor. And listening to the praise and worship, which is really where I truly just soak and I get so much out of, not even necessarily the teaching so much. Like I get more out of it when I read the word myself, but um, praise and worship is like really just where I feel his presence. And I wasn't feeling it. And I, shockingly, for those of you who do know me, I did not know any of the praise and worship songs that they did, which I know is absolutely crazy because I know a lot of songs because of the jukebox in my head. However, my kids would have loved it because the songs were not redundant. It wasn't like repeating the chorus and the bridge and things over and over and over again. It was almost like a story. And I was really put off by it because the singing was, in my mind, it wasn't kingdom minded. It wasn't Adonai minded. It wasn't Yeshua minded. It was about the center of the praise and worship was primarily about me, 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 I, I, I. And I'm very cautious, um, even with our own congregation, you know, we have people pick flag songs, which if you come to a congregation, you'll understand what I'm talking about. I, I try to be very cautious about choosing songs, especially in this day and age with praise and worship songs that have more to do with us and less to do with Adonai, who should be the absolute focus of our praise and worship. Not about this is what I did. This is what I, I can do now that I know that, you know, God has found me. I'm the greatest. I'm fantastic. Not that those were the actual lyrics. I will say there was one uh, portion of one of the songs was saying who was and is and who, uh, who was, who was and is, and who was and is and is to come. Obviously that's right out of scripture, right out of revelation. So I enjoyed that. What does that have to do with being kingdom minded? One, distractions, I think are the key arsenal of the enemy to keep us from being kingdom minded. So during the praise and worship, I was literally fighting a spiritual battle (laughs) in my mind where I was like, Lord, I don't know the words of this song. I don't necessarily agree to the words of the song, but I'm simply going to praise and worship you during this time. And it was really hard because obviously there's music and they're singing. And man, one of these girls, man, she could belt it out. She was a beautiful singer. And so was the uh, lead uh, gentleman singer as well. Like it was just the, the music was on point, everything. The lyrics are just really, really put me off. And it was kind of like Erica, like their hearts are in the right place. I think that they've just, instead of becoming kingdom minded, they've become like most of us are self-centered minded. And because of that, you know, the Bible talks about like what's in your heart 
will come out of your mouth. And I feel like these writers of these songs, what was in their heart was coming out of their mouth, causing these songs that are supposed to be geared towards Adonai and Yeshua and the glory of, of, of God, and instead became more self-centered around this is, you know, this is why God loves me, or this is, you know, and it was just, I'm not against songs that do that sometimes. In fact, one of my favorite songs that really got me through a really tough time, I think I've talked about it a couple times when my son was in the hospital was, I'm going to see a victory. Because it also says, I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. So it comes back to the Lord. However, I believe that's like, I, and I kind of say like, oh, the songs that they sang at church were kind of more like K-Love songs that you listen to in the car, not so much praise and worship songs that you should necessarily be playing at a church. Now that's just me. So you could see like my bias and my judgment <laughs> in the way that I'm talking about this, but it really, I found it super ironic and kind of funny because when Ron Cantor came up to speak, he was talking about being kingdom minded and how it's so easy to become distracted with the things of this world and not keeping our focus, focus on the word of God and on what he wants us to do with our lives. And we focus on what we want to do with our lives and we grab God and say, hey, God, come on, come on for the ride. And that's not how it works. That's not the way that it should be. You know, the Lord has plans for our lives, not for us to just go and do whatever we want and be happy. It's for us to follow his plan for our lives, not, you know, God, I want to do this in my life. And I love that you love me no matter what I do. That's not really how it should be. And so Hopefully, I'm going to read you a couple of uh, different Bible verses to kind of maybe make some more sense to you. Hopefully, I'm making sense. I don't really know. Took a pause. Had a nice drink of water. Okay. Romans 7, verses 23. It says, But I see... A different law in my body parts, battling against the law of my mind and bringing me into bondage under the law of sin, which is in my body parts. Miserable man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, it is through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the Torah of God, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Because our flesh is consistently battling against what Adonai wants us to do in our lives. Very few and far between do they actually tend to parallel. And if it's getting to the point in your life, and I'm talking to myself here too, if it gets to the point in your life where you feel like they're, they're paralleling a lot, you may want to stop, be still, and reassess if the voice that you're hearing is the voice of the Lord. Or if it's your own voice convincing you that this is the right thing to do. And then I would also read the word, which is something I really did appreciate when listening to Ron Cantor. He always went back to, look, don't, don't believe me. Read what the word says. All I'm telling you is exactly what the word of God says. You know, he wasn't there to tickle everyone's ears. He was speaking truth and in love at the same time. Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. 
Brothers and sisters, join in following my example and notice those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk who are enemies of the cross of Messiah. I've often told you about them, and now I am even weeping as I tell you. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly, and their glory is in their shame. They set their minds on earthly things. So there's a, there's a pattern here. This one is really the one that I, I want you to really focus on. If you have your Bible, you know that I read the Tree of Life version. You're welcome to read whatever version you'd like. But this is the one that I really like to read. It breaks it down so someone as special as me can read it and understand it. So Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 11. The title of this chapter says, Put off the old, put on the new. It says, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Messiah, keep seeking the things above where Messiah is sitting at the right hand of God. Focus your mind on things above, not on things on the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Messiah in God. When Messiah, who is your life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, this is the part that I kind of want you to pay attention to. This is how we become more kingdom minded and less earthly minded. You need to put to death what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed. For that is idolatry. Because of such things, God's wrath is coming upon the sons of disobedience. At one time you also walked in these ways, when you used to live in these ways. But now set them all aside. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and foul language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. After all, you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Here there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, savage, slave, and free, but Messiah is all and in all. So that's kind of like a list of just a few things like, hey, how can I become more kingdom-minded? We need to put away all those things. We need to deny our flesh and put away all those things. The next thing we need to do is not be double-minded. Something he talked about, he's like, I'm really not trying to be political. But I really was glad that he said it. it was, you know, sometimes as believers, we mix our political beliefs with our biblical ones. At this point in my life, if someone was to say, hey, are you a Democrat or Republican? One, I'm neither. But I would say, I'm a Biblican. If it lines up with the word of God, that's what I believe. I do not line myself up behind one other human being. I am not a Biden follower. I'm not a Trump follower. I am a Yeshua follower. And that is the one I will serve. So when you have these different people you know, basically talking terribly about Biden, talking terribly about Hunter Biden, who, you know, based on the evidence, not necessarily a great, great person, but you know what? It talks about it in the word of God. We are called to still pray for those who are in power, whether you like them or not. So you don't need to be double-minded and say, well, this person's, you know, going to hell and they need to do this and they need to repent and they need to get what's coming to them. And then come out of your other mouth and say, oh, well, Trump is awesome. He's going to be the next, you know, we want him to be the, he's the real president. He's not the one, you know, 
and talking about him being reelected. And it's funny because Ron's like, I'm not, I'm not being political. I'm not being political. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to show you being kingdom minded because being kingdom minded means we want them both to fall down on their knees, repent of their sins and come to Yeshua. That's what being kingdom minded is. Not to say that you can't be political because we have rights in this country where we are to vote. We have that right. And we are, you know, to speak out. But we're also to show the love of Yeshua. And I don't think when we, especially when we get on the internet and we're behind the screen and we start bashing people we don't like. I would encourage you to take a minute minute and say, you know what? Is this what Yeshua would want me to do? Is this what he would have for me? Is this, is this kingdom minded? What I'm thinking and what I'm saying right now. Which is why, like, I kind of had to take a step back, like, probably eight months ago and say, you know what? Like, there's a little too much aggression and hatred on my page. And I repented of it. And I said, you know, I'm going to change up the way that I do Facebook. And some of you are like, well, just don't do Facebook. Okay, I have family all over the country. And if I don't show pictures and let them know that I'm alive, they get rather irate. So that's what I use it for. I use it to try and encourage Maybe a little bit of education when it comes to abortion, but try to do it in, in love and kindness. You know, I, I try to, you know, do pictures for my family and friends. I always try to keep like my actual friends down to a minimum of a hundred people, which sounds like a lot, but if you're on Facebook, you know, that's actually not that many because I want to be very careful about who it is that I'm inviting into my circle to allow them to see what's going on in my life. Because I also believe in being transparent. I don't want to be one of those Facebook people who pretend that everything is beautiful and shiny and new every time I go on Facebook. But I think we, we all have that propensity. But it's, it's about being kingdom-minded, to showing the love of Yeshua, to going out to the Jew first and then to the Gentile to speak the good news. And that's what we are called to do as believers. That is our foundation we are called to do. We are not called to sit in our homes twiddle our thumbs and judge everyone from the comfort of our own home behind our screens. And you know what? I've been guilty of that too. So it's not just you I'm talking to. I'm speaking to myself on this as well. You know, it's time for us to actually step up and put our money where our mouth is. That means we need to go out there and show the love of Yeshua and reach the lost. You know, it was another thing my husband was talking about this uh, past week, and I, I can't remember if it was during a sermon or just in passing talking to somebody, talking about how, you know, it's important about, you know, you never know what kind of seeds you've planted. Even if you've spoken to somebody and they've clearly rejected you in that moment, that seed has still been planted. And it could be something that they think on for years and years and years until finally they choose to come to a saving knowledge of Yeshua. So don't be disgruntled, don't be discouraged, don't be overwhelmed, don't be sad and frustrated. God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. And I know how easy it is to become distracted. I think I've done a couple podcasts on it because how easily I get distracted myself. You know, life happens. Things in our lives break. People get sick. You get sick. The house needs to be cleaned. The bills need to be paid. The kids need to go to school. The kids need, you know, school supplies. You know, it just, it all adds up. And if you choose to rely on your own strength, 
you will not be enough. So I want to encourage you today to just rest in Adonai, rest in Yeshua. Pray for the Lord to reveal himself to you. Ask him what it is that he would have you do in your life. And remember that we are to be kingdom minded, not earthly minded, because the things of earth will grow strangely dim. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close for now. And as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction. I'm going to go ahead and try and sing it. You should all be very proud of me. I actually sang at my congregation this past weekend. I haven't actually done that in about 20 years. Uh, basically singing alone, and I've never done it a cappella, which is what I did. And I think I did okay, but um, it was definitely getting out of my comfort zone because I know that's something that God's called me to do is to use the voice that he's given me to bless others and to draw others into worship of him. So without further ado, the ironic benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you have a blessed week. I'm starting my driving again on my school bus this, this week, so I'm really excited about that. Keep me in your prayers. I'm driving up to, to the Duke Hospital this uh, today, actually, with my son, um, just for a check-in with a new, new, uh, new neurologist. And so this week is going to be pretty busy, and I'm looking forward to focusing on Adonai, his kingdom, and what his plans are for me. I pray you all have a great week, and I hope you'll tune again next week. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica LaCasse, and it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.